Ladies and gentlemen, we're here, we're live on this Sunday, beautiful afternoon, or good evening for some people, people from the EST that are waking up. Good morning slash good afternoon. That's the EST, PST, that's what I meant, holy. But Sam, how are you doing today? Doing good? Doing good? Are you excited? I'm good. Um, no complaints at the moment. Just doing some stuff for school and, um, you know, chilling. But yeah, All I'm right. good. How about you, man? Doing good, doing good. You know, it's a Sunday afternoon. It's Shonen Rona episode 27. So we're here for the new year and the new weekly issue of Shonen Jump number one of 2022. So let's get started and people can see our beautiful faces in the three, in the two, in the one. Hey, anime lady fans, how you guys doing? Legend D Dash is always right here, my co partner and everything else. Sam Dunga Man, all right here. And we're here to do three series today Kaiju number eight from the Jump Plus series. And for the weekly show to jump, it's my hair game and JJK newest chapters of today of the week of the new issue of the year 2022. Because for those that don't know, it ended off last week. Yes, it did. And this is number one of 2022 for Japan because they already go because they end in November, end of November, and they start in the beginning of December. But definitely for sure, uh, I'm hoping because the front cover is the My Hero Academia. Of Horikoshi, and we have both All Might and Deku in the front right there, giving a plus ultra. Yeah, and, and also have they also have a new character pool, which we'll see the lead cover pitch, which I saw on Twitter before we went live. It's like it's been posted like almost 25 times in my feed. I'm like, God damn it, people, you know, we trying to, you know, you know, live our lives and not see the whole shit spread out. But you know, people I mean, are excited. the polls are fine. I, I think the polls are fine. Number nine is our main man, Roddy Soul, we uh, from my friend Ryan, which very much to appreciate. Him, like, there's yeah. a new character that's just been released since the summer and it got popular very well. So I love it how people really gravitate to, to that character already. And for those that are wondering, um, James, Ryan, Abe, can I make it a show? So we guys still want to give you a show and we want to give you from the OG duo, myself and Sam. So we want to continue the show and hopefully we'll still entertain you guys without the trio or the quadruple or the five group of people. So hopefully we'll still entertain you, you guys are still here. Time codes will be in the bottom below for those that don't okay. read some of that series. So Kaiju number eight is just be straight review. Kaiju, uh, My Hair Academia will be live reaction to me and Sam hasn't read it. And then jump into review. And then GGK, same type of formula. But also question to you, to the audience and our fans and our family here on the Anime Lady Slash Show and Ronin. We also want to see if we could um, add another series, but also um, take a break with a set series, aka Black Clover. Um, Sam doesn't read it, and we want to have a series that we could all read and discuss because it's kind of poor opportunity when when one of our panelists has to dip out and everything is better when we're all here. That's one reason. Two, Black Core has been in a sagging state of having discussions when we talk about it. We're not full. It's in the mud. You don't need to. We've... You don't need to. No, 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 it's, it's in the mud. No, no, it's not in the mud. It, it's still there, still entertaining, but it's rich to repeat. And when we have a conversation, we want to actually give you guys full type of discussion, not just hype. Oh, cool, the seven megas are in there. So we want to actually be there in full conversation. We will still cover Black Clover. We still haven't confirmed if we're going to do it bi-weekly or once a month. So we would love to hear you guys' opinion in the chat or down below in the comments whenever you guys watch the videos or tweet at us as well. But we know some series are new to the Jump Monster, and we know some are as well old. So let us know what other series you guys want to discuss. Um, new stairs we can will be kind of hard since um, you know jump is known to X stairs out of nowhere. So if you want guys want to recommend a Sakamoto days or other stairs like that, please let us know. Um, we we still have 
we still have been discussing within the group of what series we want to add to our roster. But JJK, my hero, and Kaiju staying. Kaiju sometimes switches on a Thursday show or today, but it depends on our mood and, and what we plan to discuss. And last thing, One Piece will be added, but in the second quarter of next year, once more of the team is caught up. But that's the plan for the first of the future. No promise. Sam, anything else you want to add before we start with Kaiju number eight uh, discussion? Uh, yeah, so we'll also kind of try to do a end-of-the-year uh, act series, um, see which one was the best that we thought was actually really entertaining, but unfortunately got axed. We'll probably have like a ranking kind of thing um, that might actually be on the podcast episode or maybe Shonen Ronin. We'll have to see. Hopefully, we could do it during a break where every, every manga is on a break, and we could yeah. probably do it on that following Sunday. I'm not correct. Um, Mangas are break for this year. I mean, for December, either year. the 19th or the 26th, there'll be a break. So there's another New break years. on the 26th or the 2nd as well for January. So I think they take either or. So we just have to see which one happens and which one works with everyone's schedule as well. Mm-hmm. The manga, the manga, the best chapter or manga of the year, that'll be either in January or at the end of the year as well. So stay tuned for updates for that as well. So watch both shows, see, um, see when you can, or if not, check out the Twitter. Anyway, yeah, let's go straight into our Kaiju number eight review. Kaiju number eight. Um, so I finally read all five chapters I've been behind instead of instead of skimming through and actually read them. And I gotta say, uh, this fight with Kaiju number nine and with General was dope as hell. Mm-hmm. It gave a nice character, um, a nice layer of the character because he acknowledged that he wasn't a fully father like he promised to his wife that he like that he will be the father figure for his daughter, but he said I mean- that. Uh, she, she took her, like, the father took her wife's place for being the one to train her in a way, because one parent was supposed to love her, the other parent was supposed to train her, but the mom was supposed to be training her, and the dad was supposed to give away. her all the love. Exactly. So, like, you know, the best thing a parent can do for the child, first, it has to be survival before, like, parental love and that sort of thing, because, you know, you're in a world where there's kaijus living here, and you want to be a soldier and fighting this yeah i gotta train you how to survive more often than i have to show you parental love and that sort of thing and that's usually comes to that point when it comes to anime characters manga character parents they, they don't show you a love and affection but they just want you to live survive like from this cruel cruel world and that's that still works that still makes you a great parent but i love how but i love how in the method um sorry in the method in the message of chapter 51 and 50 he he kept trying to remember that there's a next generation. So if this is the last fight as a general, and from here on out, he just has to oversee things and everything and can't fight no more, he's happy with that because he saw his boy Kafka, the new person, the first division captain, and his daughter, how the strong next generation is. He felt very proud that this is his final match as him as a a general and as a soldier. I I think it's like in awe. Because, yeah, like... You know all these death flags has been raised from previous chapters. I don't think he died for the next generation, and you literally have a whole front cover page of chapter fifty one of like of the childhood of like literally with his wife and his child being like yes being parents and everything. I get the as 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 long as well as the last panel, the last page. Yeah, he's the last one standing. But you know, we've seen characters who've died still standing, and like still fight up. Remember Whitebeard. Like, yeah, he beat, he kind of, he, yeah, he beat the enemy, but he's dying standing. He refused to go down. I think that's to give them the more the greatest respect 
ever for a character that's dying or that dead that dies. Like, yeah, I killed my enemy. I was already willing to put everything on the line, even including my life, because I don't want this guy in the future to fight my daughter. I'm willing to like, ah, okay, I'm done. I'm all done. I could die happy. My 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 child's protected. This monster's destroyed. I can die standing. Question. What do you think is the opposite? Instead of him dying, he got taken over by Kaiju number nine. I mean, that makes that'll make us hate number nine even more. And to but see even more of a paras- parasite of Kaiju number nine is. Um, but you know, they can answer they can help answer the question of how come the body of number nine is like down and Captain Asayo is still standing on top of him and stuff like that. That can happen. But um, we'll just need to see because I don't know if there's like a, pay, a, a panel missing, but we were led to see that uh, Captain Asile, like had one more punch in maybe or another blow to number nine to hit his core, especially when the last two pages there was more smoke, an explosion of some kind. And everybody just came in to see and check out what's like, what's the damage, what's left in there. And, it is mostly possible that General Asayo's last attack finally got to the core. He finally got close enough. Well, number nine thought that he died, or at least no longer able to move. So he took this opportunity to, all right, I'm picking you to my core because this core is going to be draining you. Nope, you just left yourself wide open onto like even like a small minimum attack, but I'm destroying your core. From- so I see that, but thing is in page 17 and 16, he says, come number two, come back to the kaiju side. Mm-hmm. But then he wraps the general. So I feel like he's going to yeah, absorb, he was gonna absorb him. him. Yeah. Absorb him or eat him. Or he, as a parasite, is going to be like fuse, just like kaiju number eight, fuse with Kafka. So that's what no, I feel no, like. He didn't fuse with Kafka. He fused with the other kaijus, the insect kaijus and all that stuff. No, no, but I like know, but I'm saying that. Stuff. But I'm saying the way kaiju number eight went inside as a parasite in, inside Kafka. That's what I feel like Kaiju number nine did that to the general, and this will be something that Kaiju number nine would do because he's a person who likes to observe, learn, and adapt. So maybe he learned from Kaiju number eight from what he did or that as a parasite. So, I feel, so that could be what the general got taken over by Kaiju number nine. Remember, he, doesn't, my... he didn't really need the general itself, he just needed a host body. But yeah, you're right. He could absorb him and literally do like a whole Dragon Ball GT baby thing, absorb him, and like literally like he's in your body. I have control kind of sort of thing. But, you know, he's more OP by himself in the physical form because you've seen him adapt, evolve, shed, and literally a whole parasite that's too OP and like literally too OP. So... I could def- and main his main weapon he really wants is Kaiju number two's like his power. Not he doesn't have a core anymore, but you know, I feel like every kaiju needs a core in order for them to be able to control the power of the kaijus and everything. So I think that's what number nine was really after. I just needed his body parts because he has his power, and I'm the core that's gonna be help generating these uh, generate number two's power for make it my own. But I could definitely see a situation or progression of the story where Captain uh, General Asayo killed number nine, but also killing himself, as well as destroying number two's power. But 
I don't think number two, we are, I think I can already see number two is still standing. His powers is not like dying out, especially oh, when yeah. these kaiju's powers is, this point is to absorb the human, the host. Uh, uh, not prolonging, but uh, declining more of your life source, your battery because, and everything. But it's, but it's hard to tell because he kept talking about in page 14, he said, too bad though. This is the human limit. If you had a kaiju body, I would have lost. So, like, he just kept talking about, oh, you're such a human. You cannot do more than what you could do to damage me. So, like, I have a feeling. If I'm wrong, that was more theory, his pride. It was, I know, no, it was... but the thing is, if I'm wrong with my theory, I'm totally fine with that. But I feel like Kaiju No. also is interested the way Abuel Kafka fused with a Kaiju No. 8. Maybe he's curious to see if he could fuse with a human as well and see if he could get stronger or adapt or learn more. That's just my theory to see what happens within the next couple of chapters with Kaiju, but who knows? Uh, honestly, it could have it could be either or lifted until we have the next following chapter of Captain C is still alive, if number nine is really dead, or if number nine possesses cap the captain and now he has all the power of number nine and number two with its host body. It's still there's still a lot that could go on throughout this entire series, but it's very interesting. But to see if this is actually the director of Sayo's last stand and his last fight, I'm for uh, I think it's his character is already well written enough where if you want to like remove him from the story, the game board, I'm actually okay with it. We already know his past story. We know his relationship with his daughter. We know how strong he used to be and how, how he is in this moment right now. It's no different from seeing the All Might versus uh, one, uh, All for One, All Might's last fight. And we've seen his last stain. Yes, All Might did not die. He didn't need to die, but his symbol lived on in spirit when it comes to Captain Asaya. I, I don't, again, I don't mind if they do the same thing what they do with All Might, where he's still alive, but he still is the symbol of the entire Kaiju Elimination Company's uh, army. Yeah, we just have to see where it leads to because if this is last time, like we're both on the same idea that if he doesn't get control by Kaiju Number 9 and all that, and if he does live, this is the last stand as a soldier, as a warrior, as him, as a general, and he just retires and then somebody takes his place, or he's just a general and just oversees things. I think that's totally fine because I like like what I said in the beginning. I like what you spoke about that the next generation he's happy for it, and this was what he envisioned, and he's very proud of it. So he saw his goal as a general, he saw his goal of what he wanted the next generation to be. He finally got it, and he's very proud of it. So I feel like that's a mission accomplished. For my guy, so I feel like that's right. So, how did you feel like we knew, like, so they from chapter, I'm oh, sorry, from page uh, six to six to eight, so sorry, six to nine, that that was supposed to be that last, the last shot. Remember, that second shot was the whole, all right, if this doesn't kill him, it's already over. But then you have number nine coming back and saying, like, yo, if you had one more attack in you, you would have won. But they technically cut out that page of where his last final punch and blow is. That's all we got that, left from that was smoke. By the way, that um, double spread of page six and seven and showing mm -hmm. eight and nine, the destruction to the other building on cross was right. freaking dope. Like he literally showed a whole building and that building just fully fucking collapsed. Like that's just like pure raw power from casual number. Like, um, it's like you would see from a Godzilla movie when like Godzilla like shoot his like entire like laser Nuclear beam from blast, his mouth right yeah and then it goes through the entire building and then boom this was exactly it 
it is but dope like, so because it's exactly what you said. Like I felt like it was a Godzilla type of attack, but it literally showed was was from a human to using kaiju powers, which is dope as hell. Like it shows the brute strength of what kaiju could do, and maybe what Kafka could do as well in the future, knowing that he learns and adapts more to his powers, more to his body overall. Uh, yeah, I definitely can see it to attack his body. So because if that wasn't the finishing move, there's a good chance where it's like. Yeah, he probably did get possessed, or he did get um, Captain is dead, and Number Nine is possessing him right now at this moment. Because I, I don't like the fact that they off-screen that last final blow. If that was, if there was gonna be a last final blow to uh, Kaiju Number Nine's core, it's awful storytelling. There's there has to be a reason for it, and who knows what it is? Because I can't wait to see what happens with the next chapter. Do they say oh next chapter fifty two is coming in four days, so it's perfect. So I love mm -hmm. to see. So. Actually, it's been a while since it's la uh, since the uh, mangaka's last break, though. Because remember, they had like a point five with all the coloring and stuff, and it's he been... probably he finally wants to wrap the story up and then take a break. Because the last chapter we had with our break was chapter On October October twenty seven uh, October twenty eight. No, twenty eight was a new chapter. Uh, October twenty first is when they did the forty seven point one. So it was like a two two week break, and after that, two another two weeks. And then uh, technically the following week. So either you're right, they'll probably give us a new entire chapter for 52 on the 9th. And I take a break or, and they might do two chapters straight and I take a break and come back in the new year. So, so that could be the case. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great way to end the arc before the year ends officially. So Agreed. Um, but yeah, I definitely enjoyed this, uh, this entire arc in general. The whole Kafka losing his, um, having a strain in his ability. How, the extent of the vice captain, Shimiura's, Shimiura's um, able to keep up and compete with the gen next generation to be within the future army. I like this arc. This would actually be a great contender on best arc of the year, if I were to say, for, for the top 10 of manga, mangaka, mangas and stuff. Agree, same here. I will, I will put in the same belt of, of that conversation. So. I'm good on Kanji number eight. I'm ready to move to my hero reaction and see what the hell I saw or um spoken about, and but then I know what happened, who it was, but I kind of know who said person is. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to go too. I'm more wondering, like, I'm getting these visuals and picture, and I'm wondering if people's theories were correct last week, uh, on the internet. Besides yes. knowing like what we know right now, uh, with the whole invisible girl is the traitor or. And uh, all for one said, like, oh, I have friends in low places so, and stuff like that. Let's jump into the Mahiro Academia reaction for chapter 336, because it's going to be an interesting one. Let me open the page, because I did not open the page. I have it on my tablet. tablet. Roddy's in the front cover, uh, but everybody has their own pet. Uh, Asao Sensei has his cat. Bakugo has a wolf. Deku has and a Deku ram. <laughs> Deku, I thought it was a ram. Goat is looks a like a, less, looks like a less ram. Fluffy. Uh, hawks, horses, hawks, of course. Um, Eater with a horse, which makes, makes sense. sense. Running. Uh, Mike Master with a with a pigeon. Parrot, parrot. It's a parrot. That's a parrot. Oh, well, that looks like a pigeon with a pigeon. Oh, I thought that uh, was with Shinsho though, but Shinsho no, has just a cat. Another cat. Okay, okay, it makes sense. A smaller cat because I saw a sunset. It's a sunset. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Red Kirishima, Riot is with the turtle. Which Remember the hard, the hard armor? Shell. Yeah, the hard and, shell. Uh, 
Todoroki is like opas, as an opas, um, um, it's like a white panther kind of thing. Or Jack. Oh, I didn't know. Didn't know about that name. And, and a Roddy with his bird, which makes total sense. So this mm-hmm. is that cover page. I like. I have to admit, Hori slept with this one, and I feel like this is one of the best cover pages. Uh, to yeah, start I mean. the year, it's to start the year of the winter. So yeah, that's true. So let's go to the first page. Uh, we have the training endeavor tiles that built up and released stuff, but I ain't standing for just one black. I'm seeing a beat of square for a barrage of booms all at once. That's what powers my new cluster upgrade and gives a big boost to every move I've got. It takes a while to heat up enough, though. Hence, the winter costume. Overheating drains me fast, so it's a choice I gotta take. Todoroki is also trying something different. He has Afrodeco back. Okay, so uh, Todoroki has like the whole fire and ice combination in his finger. Maybe he got that ninjutsu. Maybe he's, he has a whole hand sign to do. Still figuring it out, though. I, you can take your time. You know, that, you know a ninjutsu technique from the hands? Go for it. I think I can control my left side as well, just as well as my right side in order to achieve a body. Even Dobby can't burn. Right and left, my entire body as one. Man is literally innermost chakra kind of coming together right there. He really there. is doing it. He kind of reminds me of him doing some type of Chakra, con- chakra uh, control kind of thing. <laughs> that too, but remember when Zuko was in North Pole and he had to concentrate his heat inside his body by doing this mm-hmm. and knowing how to breathe fire correctly? This one, can rem- this one kind of reminds me of it. And also, Shoto, in this panel, in the top page of page four, looks fucking flame. Like, it looks really well done, so I got to me about that too. Okay, um, we go back to our lightning boy. They're saying this is going to be an all-out war or whatever, but hmm, aren't the top two bad guys kind of on the ropes now? Plus, we got Giga Machia tied down and snoozing, right? Can't we make work, quick work of those villains once we find them? So this is where they keep Giga Machia? Well, at least we got the name, chapter number 336, Villains. Okay, that's an interesting way to keep Gigomachia, I guess. Having hibernation. There are three reasons why that ain't the case. Three whole reasons. First, finding them all is unlikely. Sure, the good guys found the Nomu hangar, Shigaraki's hideout, and all those secret labs, but no one's ever tracked down the big guy bad himself ever since he lost to All Might. That's, uh, old nutsack face. <laughs> World champion of hide and seek. That's right, he is. Uh, gross, knock it off. Uh, I mean, yeah, you call him nutsack face, but yeah. Shigaraki's body wasn't even complete last time. While this time's our own forces have been to num- half their former numbers. Yep. And third, they're the ones with the fingers on this trigger. Even if, we've, even if he might have lost that search quirk in the battle against the UA, they still get, the, get to make the opening move. That's why our side's calling up every able body we got sheer numbers will give us a chance also okay the search quirk is gone yes so, so i think so okay stars stars quirk helped destroy the search quirk which is very good it kind of works out in their flavor um if nothing else we can choose how to enter this fight hopefully in a way that steers in in our favor i'll better rejoin the search too do you mean we had better yes <laughs> like, oh yes right right on that note Think I can go for a quick stroll? I don't see why not. Relations between the Hero Corps and the Vacuous have grown warmer since since Yuraka's starting speech. Oh, shut! I guess. Even with his back against the wall, all for one still got a grin on his face. And then we have uh, the trees, the forest, and then we have the Invincible Girl. Ever since all the stuff in Goga and Jaku, 
you have been down in the dump. I mean, we all felt that way, but still, you don't have a trust. Another's order just come in from him. Don't worry. This is just like always. Even if they intercept the message, it's in the code. They will just think it's, they will think it's just communication between, between civilians. And no security cameras will catch us in this spot, right? It's fine. Just fine. I had to wonder why you haven't smiled once since when they came back to us. I was just worried. Everything leading up to Amy always put off kills what all for one asked. Phil, you now. know that Yuga. Fail, fail now and he'll kill us. You know that Yuga. Okay, so it is Shiny Boy. It's the so real it shiny boy, So we were. So is it two traders or just one trader? And the invisible girl just um eavesdropping. Huh. Oh, okay. that was his parents. I was talking to. Oh. Him. Oh, that's just parents on to him. You don't have a choice. Another order just came in from him. Don't worry. This is just like always. Even if they intercept the message, code, it's just communication between civilians. There's no security. Oh, oh. shit. The visit girl was eavesdropping because she probably knows about this for a while. Feel now he'll kill us. And you're like, you go, oh my God. Wow. Okay, his parents were involved in this. So for nearly the moment you started school here, you have honored his every request. You even provided him the fourth training camp location and nobody was ever the wiser oh my Mama, god papa but i you must know we never wanted any of this and yet it's too late to turn back you gotta be kidding me it can't be true and that's when invisible girl finds out aoyama all this time that's when she realized that she's that he's the one that betrayed them the whole time mm. we only wanted to give you a shot at, at happiness life you want to be the same as the others you guys yeah because being different is scary yeah no quirk to call your own so we just wanted to help you fit in. You could face your dreams like the rest of them. You never would have done it if we have known how this play Wait, out. Wait, does that never, mean he was quirkless? We have, we um we never would have had awful one give you a quirk. He was yep. quirkless. Oh, he was quirkless. shit. He was quirkless. So that's oh, why he, he was in debt to awful one. So he had to listen to them all the time. If not, oh, he would have killed them. But he would have. Oh, my God. This is. Makes sense. All right. So Makes internet. Sense. All right. The Twitter internet theory was well, was able to correct for after this chapter, but we're in too deep now. Now that he has this hold over us, there's no running from all for one, and he's ashamed. I gotta find everyone, a teacher, anyone. I've endured so much heartache. I've had to play my part right to avoid suspicion, always putting on a brave face to smother my guilty conscience. From when All for One was finally caught in Camino, for a moment I mistakenly let myself believe that just maybe I have I have free to have true friends and put an end to my acting. Oh, you get please forgive us. Get forgiving your loving parents for being such fools. Uh, Mom, Pop, I only wanted to protect you. I cannot let them kill you. You get please. We're begging you. You had to save us, Yuga Russell. Oh, oh shit! That cool is right there. Um, Hakuga just told me what what she heard that the traitor in our midst is you, Ayama. What nonsense! How ridiculous! The girl must have missed her, Midoriya. Oh, Midoriya, I was the only one who couldn't say a word to you. In that moment, only I was silent. Ayama, I stop. I can't take it. Not from you. You've been looking you've been, gloomy. I'm oh, sorry, Sam. Oh, just in the mood. Whew. You've been looking uh, so gloomy lately. Only you. I thought something must be wrong, so I came looking for you out here. Yes, only me. I always wanted to feel equal. At USJ, you can know, 
and then in the forest, each time I let them to us, do you hear me, Midoriya? I am a despicable villain. And like the whole, like cheese pieces, I, I know, literally saying that. Wow. Okay. Not that I'm speechless, it's just that I like to actually get proven this right. This was a, yeah, this was better impact than having the invisible, having the invisible girl like saying everything. But, she was just eavesdropping everything and knew everything. And she knew everything. And I, I'm happy that what people want to throw out the window say that, oh my God, he's going to grow. Like, no, it, it wasn't her. And I'm glad that we see the full content because people, content creators and fans and just people like to, to jump to conclusions without knowing the full context and having the full context of seeing what occurred. It's like, okay, cool. We got the full text of what happened and it's Ayama. And I get it. I get it. I ain't mad because he just wanted to be on equal grounds just like Deku. He no, it's more to of to protect his own parents too because no, 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 their life was no, also in danger. No, Sam, yeah, because remember, he accepted the quirk from Orphal One because his parents wanted to have him live a happy life. The reason that they started to be in debt is because Ayama was quirkless. He wanted to feel on the same equal ground like his other students and his classmates. So the reason they got in debt is because Ayama wanted to feel the same like others. And then once he got a quirk, they were in his depth. They were in his palm of, of his hand of all for one. So they had to do and listen to whatever they told him. Sorry, whatever he told them. And that's then, why. Like, I mean, like it's, it's not just a not just the debt of repaying the corcus, but it's also like, you know, because you betray he could me. Cut if you're dead, it's more like a whole loan shark situation. That's exactly, loan shark right there. And like, it's always but been out of pen. Oh. We, we never seen Ayama's reaction of being disappointed in every action of the forest training, the Gunga and the Jaku, like the whole invasion of the war, the hospital and the forest. He leaked every information but like it wasn't out of bad intentions. He wasn't like he a wasn't. Whole villain this whole entire time. It was more out of fear. This was more out of like I did this because I felt my parents were in danger. It makes sense. I, like I can't blame I, I was, them. I can't blame them. I can't. It also gives you the idea now that there was actually two people that was quirkless within the class of one A. And remember all the times he even sat who was trying to sacrifice himself from not being able to graduate. All those like all those times he was willing to take one for the team and everything for everybody else to pass. The class refused to let him like fail. They all helped him pass and everything. But you know what makes sense even more now? So every time he throws up, was the reason why is because this quirk wasn't his in the first place, and he was not able to control it. It's not the quirk that is his. Yeah, he because just, his body was to get accustomed to it. So like that cool. So his body was. I don't think it could. We don't know that because technically his body was not accustomed to it because. We don't know when he got his quirk because it says that it's once you enter UA. So maybe he got the quirk literally the same time. It had to be around before. Deco. Yeah, yeah. It would the have same to be time around Deco, not before not the test. test. Before yeah, the, like, uh, the whole robot test and everything like that. Um, yeah, this actually brings a lot of interest, though. This is um, from nearly the moment you started school here, you have honored his every request. You even provided the forest training camp and energy. So he definitely got it before the school event. So before he entered school, he definitely got it because he felt quirkless. It but. also, he did send clues. Everybody was on Twitter and actually he was trying to tell Deku all the clues. He knew about his situation in the first place. Ayama can also feel like I can relate to you because we were both, because I was also quirkless. 
but I also wanted to be a hero. I actually wanted to make it with you guys, but he also felt a lot of guilt where I don't deserve this. Like I lied and I tricked everybody for me to be here. I didn't want to graduate because of what I've done to everybody in the class, the betrayal in the forest, Bakugo getting kidnapped, the whole civil war that actually, the, the war that happened within uh, Junga Forest, the mountain and everything is because that he felt guilt. He had all this fault because thanks to him, entire society went down, half the heroes quit or retired or died. He blames all of it himself. And like, after all this situation, how can you even admit the truth anymore? Like you blame yourself for so many people who died like your, and sacrificed. Like your chat, um, comment down below, write it down below if you're watching right now, because this is interesting. Because for me, I get it in his in in Ayoma's shoes because he was the same like Deku. He wanted to feel like others. He wanted to be a hero. He wanted to feel on equal grounds, and that sucks because when you feel like you're less than others around you, you feel like you're worthless. And his parents just want to give him the work, just want to live a happy life. And for him to just feel like he's in debt to what Sam said, a lone shark. All for one literally took that in his advantage, but making him feel guilty. And his parents get a point, like it's too late to turn back, but it's never too late. You could, yes, you cannot rewrite your sins, but you could fix your sins that you messed up. It's possible. People will understand. Like Deku, he even said, like, you look gloomy. I, I had a feeling, and, and with that flashback, that Aoyama read that paper, he felt so much relation to what Deku felt because it's literally the blueprint. They both were affected to all for one, one for all in some way now. But yeah, uh, it definitely brings in, uh, technically there were a few couple classes classmates that weren't able to get a word in for Deku to help him back into UA. And of course, Ayama was one of them. Um, so Chess says, um, Char um, says, Ayama was six to eight, eight years old. Yes, he wanted to be like the others, but the parents made a decision to reach out for a phone. Yes, it's technically not his fault, it's the parents. So like, but him as a young teenager, aka like he's, the, those students are under the age of 18. They still feel guilty that they have to protect the parents because they're heroes. But at the same time that if he, if he disobey the orders of Orphan 1, his parents will get killed. So he feels like the extra weight on his shoulders. So that's why he never disobeyed them. So I get it. Like, people could get mad about the trainer aspect. It, and even if... The shoes, it's understandable. Like, as a like, human being, you're trying to save your parents from what they go through. I get it. But like, now it's going to come to the point where even if you admit the truth, the parents are going to be locked up. Because, you know, you associate, you, they are accomplices with all for one. Oh, yeah. They've also, like, of course, you can't take back the quirk that he has now because the only person who can take away the quirk is all for one. Now we have to come to the point where the person that all for one stole the quirk from, of course, all that guilt and all the death that's happened because of this entire situation of him needing information, he's, he's now, he, ha he would be held accountable of all the deaths that happened throughout the entire time. It's, I sympathize with uh, Ioma. And Me remember, he, and also, like, he also tried to ask for help in his own way with the whole cheese. Like, yeah, I know I want to tell you everything, but I can't. It's more, if I were to admit everything and if I were to say what, everything I can't, I don't, I lose everything. Bro, as like, well as. I'm, 
I'm starting this panel and I feel bad. Like, Tori drew it very well in page 16. When, uh, when Deku said, you, You've been looking so gloomy lately, only you. I thought something must be wrong, so I came looking for you. Aoyama tears, like, he just looked in despair. And, like, he just wanted to be a shining armor hero. And, like, the next page, like, each time I led them to a, you hear me, Madurya? I'm a despicable villain. Like, he just feels so much guilt and he's so bad. I really am curious to see what's the next reaction. Like, yo, Hori better not switch, switch it out, go to, go to villains or anything. Like, I really want to see the rest of this outcome because this is something that has been going on for 200 chapters of a thread that's been going on of what is about the and about the traitor. So this is an interesting concept to know who it is. And we finally found out the confirmation. Curious to know that Deku was the first one to find out. Curious to know how's his reaction because he's always about saving that people. It's more saving like someone. He always Deku always sees people like in trouble or also like there's something over it like in your head where you're thinking there's something you're guilty about or this sort of stuff, but you know, you can't admit the secret because you know, but sometimes you just need to be there to help them when it comes <sighs> to their own problems and that sort of thing. And Ayomo tried to be there for Deku, but nobody knew the truth about him and uh, one for all quirk. But you know, Ayama still tried to help rely and stuff like that in his own way. It's like, you got to keep up, you got to keep chin up, you got to keep hope. That's sort of thing. And then Damn. we come to a moment where. Deku was in need of help. Everybody was there to help him, but Ayama stand back. It's like, I, I can't help him. I'm still like quiet. I can't say anything. And now we're in it, back into another situation where Ayama needs help again, yet Deku still tries to approach and wants to help Ayama. And even Charles, something that they brought up, it's totally understandable. He's a chosen teenager in fear of his, for his parents' life. I feel sorry for Ayama. I hope all for one, didn't put a bomb in him and guess who had a bomb in them before and was and was and was given lady extra quirk Nagant. lady Nagant. Well, but then but, like but he never had but ayama never had a quirk first place he was quirkless yeah, but, as well remember awful one also thinks steps ahead so maybe he put a bomb or maybe he put a bomb in the parents as reinsurance it's more like if you don't relay any information i'll have you know all for one has people 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 midst. but yes but imagine putting a bomb in the parents or putting a bomb in Oyama or something or knowing that some type of paralyzed quirk or something that they There's a failsafe. Yeah, yeah fail having safe. a failsafe. Like, like, which like, which yeah. gives him another reason why he can't admit the truth to Deku or anybody else because if he says something, he gets killed as well as his parents that's going to get killed right after. It's, you know, it's... I sympathize with Ioma, but... And I don't blame him for being a traitor in a way because he had to do what he had to do in order for his own survival, his parents' survival. And unfortunately, him keep holding on to these secrets have led to the consequences of many, many people's death. And even though, like, remember when they saw the whole, in, in their experience, the all for one versus all might fight, he thought like, all right, all for one's gone. He's dead. He got taken out by all might. Maybe I'm free. Maybe we're good. Nobody needs to know the truth. Nobody has to find out that it I was quirkless in that situation. But then, no, my man, Shigaraki, and like, there's no that he possessed the all for one quirk now. All for one got released from prison. Everything is coming all up ahead. And now, like, 
you can't and escape much faster from, and things. Yeah, you're right. You can't escape from this anymore. No matter how, what you think and what everybody try to help you with, you can't hide from this secret. This secret will like kill you from the inside. And now it, it will haunt you. It comes to the point where Ayoma, like, I can't keep the secret anymore. I each time I've led them to us. So the at U, USJ, meaning the, the whole training facility with the no moon Shigaraki, Yuga, the mountain within the uh, the hospital, and as well as the uh, the evacuation and everything that happened, and then in the forest within the forest as well. Like each time I led them to us, do you hear me, Doria? I'm 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 no long, I'm no more than a villain. I've all the information I have leaked within everything of, of you guys and the heroes, I've told it to the villains so that they had the edge and advantage. And, and including right now, if, if I don't give them this information, my parents dies, I die maybe, and we are all in danger. It's, yeah. That's the thing that sucks that they're in like middle of all that. But enough about Ayama. We, we went in depth of how we could really have understanding like that. But also talk about our boy Todoroki trying out a new type of ninjutsu out here. Yeah, uh, knowing it's, it's, he knows what he is going up against because he knows Dobby, his flames are hotter. Yeah. But then you have the ability where you control both hot and cold and it helps generate one another. I think what's going on is, you know, hot and cold mending, like a whole ref- rotation and flexing yeah. of both hot and cold so that you have a whole almost an everlasting type of energy of a sort. It's so like it's it's more of a whole controlling of both at the same time as well as like serving one energy to another. Uh, remember when uh, in Avatar, uh, Iroh was teaching Zuko how to use thunder, like you yes. know the whole like, movality of the flow yeah. of water. Even though we're firebenders, but you need the maneuver of you need to be overflowing with as water. Same yeah. thing with this. You know you got to flow with your fire within the water throughout your entire body, and then come back all over again. I think it's rotational enough. You actually can like be able to manipulate more fire and water, uh, fire and ice, more energy for you and more of a flexibility where, yeah, this ice is too hot, too cold for Dobby to go through. It's his own fire as well as my fire can actually go through your fire. Because I, agree because, I agree because I feel like Master Iroh is one of my favorite characters in the show because when he explained to Zuko that, yes, we're fire burners, like it says, but he also said that you have to learn how to use the other type of bending, air, water, earth. The maneuver, the techniques, the way they, they each have different trackers for it. And I love how Zuko was like, like, hey, how do you know about this? Like, oh, because you want to use lightning that is involves all the different kind of chakras in your movement. And that's so fancy because this is what Boshoto is doing. Because he said it that in order to achieve a body, even there, it can be burned. He knows that his brother, Davi, um, is much stronger with his fire, so he needs to control both sides at the same time. And I love that panel. Again, the art in that panel is amazing. Definitely, for sure. Like, literally, when Zuko said, like, this sounds like a whole technique for the Avatar. I mean, yeah, you can still train the same way as an Avatar, even if you're only one vendor. It helps give you more flexibility and move, and as well as a more improvement to your own abilities. uh, Todoroki is just doing that, literally controlling yeah. both fire and ice equally that works well together side by side instead of one over the other like he had in the beginning. Remember how he only, can, he only uses ice instead of fire to detest his father? Now, and then he starts training the, his fire again. Now, almost both, almost to even match. 
Yeah, because he did say he did acknowledge that I think I control my left side just as well as my right now. Because mm-hmm. he has always been good with right as ice because he never used his left, as you said, because he detested his father. But now that he's been training with his father, going as a heel with both works, now he he announced that I think I can use both left and right at the same time and have both controls. So curious to see if he's gonna be like our young lost uh rest in peace, our boy Kurama and learn some type of nuclear fusion. So who knows? And then uh, I'm I want to switch to Bakugo's new ability where he's trying to be like, he's used copying and never's ability for build up and release, but he wants to do it in multiple barrage blasts. I think that's a smarter move to do, especially when if one of them miss, you at least have the other like two or three blasts can hurt you. And, and winter was the best time for uh, Bakugo because, you know, when you're in cold weather, but you're in heavy clothing, you're going to sweat a lot. We've all know this, big guys with big jackets. We're gonna sweat a lot inside, even though it's cold as hell on the outside. Yeah, which helps with Bakugo and his. He's in his own element, even though it feels like you know he's not because it's like fire controlling nature, cold and water. No, agreed. As long as he's like all bundled up and everything, have all these heat pads and all these sweat glands, he's gonna be able to explode a lot more attacks. So, props to him. He knows what he's training for. Agree, he does, and I can't wait to see what occurs, what happens with him and the fight as his training is going to go, because they're currently training, and they have, I think, a week left now, and, and with Declan and Bako and the other students here are training in the background, so curious to see what other type of upgrades they're going to shoot, because our boy, our, our boy Manette is literally just taking up more balls of his head, so I guess that's his training mm-hmm. to see that he doesn't bleed a lot no more, so I guess that's his training. And our boy and our boy Kamenari is just taking a break because uh, hopefully he needs to train more because the more thousand volts or thousand quads he uses is the more dumb he gets. So I'm curious to see is if he's been training and he could do a higher voltage now. And then to know to see that Giga Machia is still asleep, hibernation mode and that sort of thing. Um, it it is it's. All of it is just really interesting to combine everything for more. Um, Sir Jigamakia was more of the, you know, like battering ram, if I could best oh, yeah, say definitely. that. Like he's just more to like eliminate most of it. And he already did his job. I don't need you anymore. If Alpha One even needed it or Shigaraki ever needed, just like they'll just call Gigamakia and he'll be waking up and causing havoc. But we already know he doesn't need him anymore. And then having uh uh, Yorizaru and Bakugo explaining three reasons of why which is very all smart for, all for one this, um, this all out war is going to be happening first one um, we don't know where everybody is even with the all the no moves hangers and all the other hideouts and secret labs and stuff like that they can all be separated uh, no one can track them and that's the hard part Second reason was that they actually know the information that Shigaraki's body was not complete. He was only 75% when they first fought him during the, uh, the, the Gunga uh, Mountains in the forest and everything. Yep. That tells us that the entire classroom knows, knows everything, everything about the entire fight and not just with Deku and all for one, but one for all, but as well as every battle strategy information that put in through that last attack. And now because it gives us an idea like, yeah, uh, these adults are treating these kids as adults by giving them the information of heroes. Now, like, we're all equal terms and heroes. We can't um, hide any secrets from these kids anymore because 
every information can help in the battle strategy for us. And the third reason that all for one can have this fight anytime he wants, he, they pull the trigger. They can start where, wherever, whenever they want to and the heroes are forced to head to that direction. Yeah. Which most of the time is not a great situation. That means environment strategy, they have it. Even if they lost the search quirk, uh, well, that's nice to know in confirmation that they know that he lost the search quirk. So now it's kind of who chooses to shoot first, or for no, one, they, sh- they, get, or the they get to shoot first. They get to shoot yeah, first. They get to shoot first. But what happens if they take too long, or Dabi pulls the trigger because he's impatient? So it really is it really a toss up of who is the more patient or impatient one to shoot. That, that's why it's like it's an all-out war. Anybody can pull the trigger to start the war. Yep. But like, as well as who can finish the war is a different story. Because the point, because like, what the villains can do, they can separate. Where okay, strike right here at this time. Have another one strike at this time, so that everybody's going here and distracting. You gotta go this and that, and as well as the heroes do not know which villain is which villain, that sort of thing. But I feel like for us, the readers in the manga, they're gonna literally. They either mix it up where, you know, like we thought we're going to have a Dobby versus uh, Shoto and Endeavor, that sort of thing. Nope. It could be a different sort of class. The classmates first that got to Dobby because, you know, it's all separated. Nobody knows who is where, where is where and stuff sort Mm -hmm. of thing. I think that'd be a better, more interesting spin. Uh, Have a class 1A going against Dobby first. And then we have uh, Shoto and Endeavor to come in to fight uh, Dobby right afterwards, let alone to just instant one-on-one or one-on-two, that sort of thing, team up. It's best to like mix it up a little bit. Cause you know, like, you know how story is like, oh, the classmates couldn't beat him, but then the real characters comes in to fight this matching character villains, like their own rivals. They fight this rival, they fight that rivals. I, I think it's, that'd be more better fun and interesting take, especially it will give the class 1A more of them to shine, more of what they've learned, what they're tra- training for, what they've been fighting for. Yeah, they were not supposed to be the ones to beat these certain villains, but we get to see them stretch. We get to see them flex. We see them improving. They are being true heroes, and like it gives you an idea of what's to come for their own future in the pro uh, prologue, epic log of the My Hero Academia story. That's what I think in my take. I agree. I I I can't say any better than that because I agree hundred percent of the upcoming arcs, the upcoming matches of uh, all for one versus one for all sides will be going against each other. So I can't wait to see what goes with that. Sam, any last words? Because I'm ready to go to JJK and see this um, switch on the rule. I still think that um, uh, the invisible girl is also a traitor. It's still... Maybe she's supposed to spy on Ayama. Because remember in the last chapter, in the last page, one said friends and not friend. And then this following chapter, it says villain, meaning only just one within the inside. Maybe it's not just one. That's true. Two. We, cannot, we cannot turn anything over. We can always know that is, he always has a backup or backup plan. There's always people that think steps ahead. And maybe Ayama wasn't the only trip. Maybe there's, there is the missile girl. Maybe there's... There's a teacher as well. Who yeah, knows? Because the, the, I see, I could see the invisible girl being his warden so that she does not have mm-hmm. to spill out the information. Ayoma is like the more like most scapegoat character because you have, you have no losses if he gets caught. 
and any information True. that sort of thing. Good point there. And the only way, like, if he decides to betray us, she was the um, your watch. She was your warden. She was your watchdog. And now, like, oh, hey, Midoriya, yeah, he's the traitor. He's literally misdirection. Like, yeah, he was the traitor all along. That sort of direction is like you I got a good point there, Sam. Too. Yeah, good point. Misdirection has been played, and Alpha One is known to do that a lot with All Might and other people. So it's possible. And you know, sometimes people have to learn from Frieza. Mr. Misdirection by killing, you know, Brown, you know, Broly's father and saying that he got shot by somebody else. It's possible. So sometimes you gotta learn from others. Also, like we know Deku, he was gonna he's gonna give sympathy for Ioma, like we are right now. We can't we can't blame him. He did what he had to do in order to survive. We were put in a situation where it was either spill the information and let the heroes like uh to believe like this like this this mission failed because of this and this, but really it was just me leaking the information. Um I still see two traders within the front of within the class one. All right, so let's see and what you guys tell us in the comment section below of the My Hero Trader and everything else. But let's jump into JJK reaction of chapter 167. 167. Let me start. Chapter 167, Tokyo number one, Colony part seven. Kogane, add a rule, make possible the transfer of points between players. This will, of course, affect the calculation of scores for rule number eight. Approve rule number 10. Players may transfer a number of points of their choosing to another player. Me! Kagane, give one of my points to Itadori as you wish. Hiromi, Hiromi has transferred one point. Now, neither of us will be subject to curse technique removal for 19 days. Goodbye. Hiromi, what are you, you going to do now? If you don't mind, will you help us? My my two leftover points are from the judge and prosecutor killed before coming to Tokyo. When the barrier opens, I'll turn myself in. Until then, I'll ponder my, my course of action times. If I stay with you, I'll just hate myself more. Sorry. I wasn't criticizing you. See you later. Um, I guess we'll, uh, we'll talk more after reacting to it. Um, not bad. You passed. Huh? That's enough. Your Shikigami is sufficient. I see and see you're strong. Otherwise, I'd just kill you. Huh? I never knew that. What do you mean? How much do you know about the culling game? You should join us. It's a ritual for using the cursed energy of players inside the bears. Maybe I should have mentioned Tengen. To take Japanese people to the other side so they're no longer human. Hmm. Do you know Kenjaku? A sorcerer with a connection to Kenjaku. I think what you just said is a bluff, huh? About using players' curse energy, or rather it's for a second or third plan, I think that is for three reasons. The number of players, the different levels of player skill, and the barrier rules. Post a thousand players are equally divided among 10 colonies. That means each colony each. has 100 each. But among the players, some like Kashimo, Hiragami are much stronger sorcerers. Those two are alone have already whited out roughly 60 sorcerers. Each barrier probably has one player like that. The strong we got sweet out the week early on. I sense that because the colony is just too quiet. You're saying the game will reach a deadlock quickly. Here in Tokyo number two, that's already happened. The transfer when individual enter a colony is a way to spread them out. But prim 
Primarily, it's for stimulating early second awakenings in modern-day sorcerers. Some die during the transfer if the goal was use, using players' curse energy. A lengthy melee among many sorcerers would be best. That bit about long-lasting in the rules is just a cover for the real plan. You can be certain that Kenjaku will drop a bomb when only the strong remains, and then the Cullen game will, will have served its purpose. And then in that Chinese word, it is sit down. Yeah. And so, then in that, and the, the other Chinese one, I don't know what it means because I was trying to look for it before, but I cannot find it. So, but uh, thank you. Um, you are something me. You're pretty, oh. you're pretty me. I, sorry, this is memory of Chinese words. But, xie xie. What is that name? What name? I've, I've that I appreciate that, Sam. Thank I you. am Chinese, but yeah, symbols, symbols that's been used often, 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 you, you tend to remember them. Uh, yeah, he says, I thank you. Uh, you humble me. I don't know what the bomb will be, but it may drop any time now. So I'm preparing by gathering strong allies and storing up points. I have some questions. She isn't strong. People let down the guard around women. So she, so she tricks um, her marks and there's a man. And when you're done using her, you kill her four points, right? How can you say that? I will never. Riggy is my true knight. Uh, if I do a good job, he protect me. How lucky for you? Do you and your allies points total 100? Yes, of course. A new rule is going to allow players to give um, each, points, um, each other points. Give me all of yours and I'll consider joining you. Negation breakdown. Negotiation. Negotiation and, and breakdown. If somebody comes in the back and tries to do a little swiper, but nope. Oh, uh, shit. Okay. Like he disappeared. Uh, <laughs> oh, he, oh, my man. Oof. He let man is about to give him the shadow. GTS. He okay. Him Whoa. He got the dog. Oh, man. Yeah. Oof. Knew it. Boom. Took him down. Did a whole, did a whole slam down. That bird. Give him a seismic toss. <laughs> he seismic tosses his ass. Yes, he did. <laughs> he had it out the whole time. Hey, don't ever let me see you again. Oh, I love Wait, what? That. You sparing her? No. Oh, snap. Okay, the knife went through the dog. Just... Oh, I get oh. it now. You were holding back. You want our points so you can't kill us. But if you don't fight to kill, you'll wind up dead. Oh, snap. Yo, someone threw an eyeball on the bomb? Wait, what the hell? Okay, the eyeball just... Okay, the eyeball just threw me off guard. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck did that mean? I'm I like, think it up. means body parts. Like this person's curse techniques, every time you put a body part or eyeball or something that explodes. Who knows? But it comes to see like this guy has like a whole group, a mob, uh, a whole team of people that works under him. It's interesting. Huh. Good chapter though. Um, I really dig with a chapter. I really fuck with it. Um, I I didn't give a full thoughts of what I thought about the fight because I just read reread JJK past four five chapters. I didn't mm-hmm. have the chance to discuss Ashwin and Ronin, but the fight between uh, the judge and Yuji was really good. Higuruma, and, yeah, and Yuji. Yes, Higuruma. I just I just want to pronounce it. So I'll just say the judge. But. I love what he told Yuji in the previous chapter, saying that you never kill those people, only Shibuya, you will take it over Classic Puna. He said that you shouldn't feel guilty. He said, that, yeah, I do, because of how weak I was to stop it. So I really love that 
I really oh, love oh, it. See, it means Higuruma sees himself with Yuji as well, who somehow feels weak. I was going to lead into that. So, like, it just really relates to why the judge... Why you spared Yuji. Mm-hmm. Why he didn't want to stay with him because he said that if I stay with you, I'm going to feel more like shit because of how I feel bad for what I've done and what I am right now. It's like looking in a mirror, basically. It's like, exactly. I can't so, like, keep it's very... It's very relatable, so I understand why uh, Bohigoma didn't want to stay, but he did him the favor. He did the new rule, and he also exchanged a point so he doesn't get killed for the next 19 days. That makes total sense, and I totally respect that. And our boy Megumi almost did a... No, sorry, not almost. He did a seismic toss, so that's fucking fire because that was entertaining. He literally threw the boy literally out of the room. He said, boom, bitch, get out the window. Um... Before we go into that fourth fight, it is it, it clears up the thing where Kuguruma only just killed two civilians, and that was just the judge and the prosecutor. All the yes, rest correct. of his, all the rest of his one hundred points were from sorcerers. Um, it does help clear things up where he's not really a bad guy, but he also uh, he's just like Yuji. Or he relates. He can see himself relating to Yuji, but it's in a sense where. You know, people are more harder than on their on themselves than other people would put you through. Higuruma at least like gives them the sympathy, like, all right, we can now transfer points, one point after another, that sort of thing. Um, now like you we preventing the whole, all right, if you don't gain any points, you die. Um, within a certain amount of days, which that, is good. And I like how what he said he's like, Hey, I'll see you later. Like this is not this is wasn't a goodbye. This wasn't saying like, hey, we'll never see each other again. This is like, hey, we'll probably see each other again in the future. It's a possibility. And I was really, I, I really like it that they had this conversation. But, what I, but what's going to be a bad thing about that rule is that players may transfer a number of points of their choosing to another player. That means people will, be, will think twice about killing other sorcerers or beings, but you know, you subject them to torture. Like, yo, give me all your points. Give me all your points first, and I won't kill you. I won't continue this everlasting, like, suffering, torturing, well, pain, that sort of thing. Well, that could be a bad thing. Because I was literally going to ask you that, like, I was literally going to ask you that question because, like, hey, so not that people can trust the points, not taking nobody else to die. Technically, you could just literally take the points, and then, and then after that, they could kill them. But you, but you literally answered my point. Oh, because, like, you know, some, you. sometimes even death is a mercy can, like, compared to, like, torture. You know, but like, yeah, you may help prevent fewer deaths, but you know, not everybody has that strong will where they can, like, and after they endure t- torture, they say, "All right, I give all my points to this person." What do you see? International sorcerers. Okay, talk about they, they're trapped within the circle. Even um, I forgot his name. The paper guy said, "Like, think about it. There's ten of the circles. Everybody's trapped within there. Each of them has a hundred sorcerers. They can't move out of their circles yet." Or that's sort of deadlock. Is yeah, because said. I'm not sure if we were going to see international sources. I know we're going to see sources that have been around for thousands of years, for a hundred years ago, that made, a, that made a contract before that was already part of the cutting games. But I'm not sure if we're going to see a couple of sources like, you know, from Russia, China. Or... The cutting game is only established within Japan. Yes, yeah, so the Japan. They said that. Because unless, uh... unless people travel. Because unless people that was part of the cutting game that made a country from, from a thousand years ago, but said spirit or said cursed spirit traveled to Russia or anything, 
but they was called to be part of the cutting game. So maybe that's the case. That's a possibility. But I don't see any other people traveling willingly to come and join the cutting games. That I don't know. For paper dude to know who Kenjaku is, another story. And I was like, so he's not the same person, or he was already a sorcerer, or he may have been, he could still be uh, an old cursed sorcerer just possessing his body in that sort of way. And I that's think how he's pointing out these questions. I think it's an old cursed sorcerer that was already contracted to the calling game because he knows about Kenjaku. So for you to know about Kenjaku and know about the actual rules, and saying that, hey, this is a bluff. Like, hey, I know what's the truth about it. And then, but he also said, like, this, and he only gave a hypothetical plan saying, like, suppose a thousand players were among equally divided within the 10 colonies. Of course, we know there's more than a thousand, and participating human players could choose to participate if they stay within the circle or they come go out and come back in to participate. But at the same time, the reason why the Cullen game did not reach outside of the world it could also be like, you know, the amount of power or the amount of energy or curse technique. And there's also the establishment of why is Kenjaku in China? Exactly what the chat has brought up, chocolate eggs, but wonder what the group is that Kenjaku is about to talk in China. But like, of course, like the whole calling game, people would think it's the strong leading out the weak. And, um, and this guy, the, the paper dude, he's predicting like, yeah, it, it is about weeding out the weak, but it's also establishing out who is even stronger than strong. Yeah, you could be the last man standing within the group of 100, but I'm not dropping a bomb until we find out who are the individual within the hundreds to, you know, you have to but be able to adapt and be stronger than that. Do you think this is a China government or do you think this is a China source? It's definitely a China sorcerer's uh, family. Because remember, there was three main family within Japan. Two of them currently went down. Gojo's go Gojo without Gojo, no Gojo family. Um, Mai, Mai technically destroyed the entire uh, Fushiku, uh, uh, not Fushiku, um, well, Fushiku. I forgot well, the name. Technically his family. Yeah, like, well, I mean, they're, already, they're already wiped out. We don't need to care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they wiped out. Should we even care anymore? They did. They are Dino Snap, so they're dead. So all we got left is Kenjaku's family himself, and now that's even like they're full of worse and worse people. But to have a, but we can definitely see him doing a partnership with China's fam, cursed sorcerer family in their name. It was Standing a clan. Thank you, chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're like already wiped out. They're like wiped them. out. It's because they died. They died for like five months ago, and we already forgot their names. Like, ah, what was the name? I mean, they're dead. Just, we don't even care about them no more. <laughs> but it just makes total sense that Kenjaku's going to China sorcerers on family or the, or the school or the government. But it just makes it feel like it has to be a family because it looks like they're circling around. But also, government has this type of chairs too. And like the way they say sit down, they know who he is. And for him, and for him to say thank you, like Sam said, it just makes you question, like, what is he doing? Like, what does he have planned? What's his reason for him to be here? Like, so many fucking questions. I'm just more curious to know what's the outcome of this. Like, can Jacko reminds me right now a bit like all for one? Like, he has plans ahead, even though he's been having these plans for fucking thousands of years, 
and and then having you just a kid like what does all disconnect to i know i just actually like five different questions to him and on um, chat as well but what are you talking about there's a lot within this because like the whole point of the calling game was if you were to think about it's just to establish cursed sorcerers from awakening the second awakening is what they said like just so that we can weed out the weak and only bring out the strong but why do you need the strong for and then the strongest for someone, those are people that can jack who needs for this certain reason. And his reason, he think his reason is to like, when, when only the strong remains, and then the Cullen game would have served its purpose. I, does he want like an army of strong cursed sorcerers to go other people or to control them? Because we already know like Kenjaku had planted so many seeds within the entire like Japan from his long longevity over hundreds of years of life. From one brain to another brain, planting this seed to this seed. Oh, I'm gonna have Yuji's gonna be my my son or kid from there, and I'm gonna plant more source painting sorcerers and everything. This entire plant, it's it's really hard. What are you gonna do with strong sorcerer if that was the main goal? Like, does he want an army? Does he want to? Does he want international relations because he's in China that way? A lot can definitely happen. But we, but at least they can predict. There's a bomb. Gonna, there's gonna be a bomb happening. Oh yeah, definitely. He could drop any time, and he's preparing strong allies for it and storing points in every points and stuff. There's just a lot of theories now. What do so? It's like saying Kenjaku has a, has a weapon of mass destruction that we that nobody knows about. He's collecting strong troops for his army. But now it comes to the point where international relations, are you, do you need to partner up with them to go against other people in the world? Or is there something more stronger? Is there a worse threat than him? A lot of questions. It's just... It really makes you wonder, because I don't recall Kenjaku telling us, the audience, in the manga, what was his plan? It's more it, that... It's it more seems like his... It's his, his talking his, to people, and then we later have to theorize what's his plan is, and then we later find out what the fuck the plan is, and then we'd be like, what the fuck just happened? And then after that, rinse and repeat of like, okay, so we have to- Because we already know, even if he has a whole bomb and he has an army and he's able to take over the world, he's going to backstab the entire thing out of it and start clean refresh. This man is like, loves to do like a whole rinse and repeat situation. He's like all for one as well. Like, I just want to see what happens. I just want to control everything and let them be themselves. And then I'll destroy everything and start all over again. That sort of thing. It's like- So chocolate brings something up very well because I also am curious about it. What does Sukuna get involved in all this? Because we know Sukuna was the was the hierarchy back thousands of years ago as him as a cursed bird because he was a regular human back then. But then over time, he became cursed. He became like a demon. Yeah, yeah, demon. So does I don't recall. Um, Sam, I don't know or chat. Remind me. Does does Sukuna and Kenjaku have some 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 type of connection or relation? Remember, like, when, they, when, Sukuna, when Sukuna met with Kenjaku, uh, they technically did not fight. They didn't even fight. They were just talking, and especially when the servant that was with Kenjaku during that time, the white-haired girl or guy, he was like, oh, you're here. Like, why are you here? Like, no, so but some, I'm asking, like, plan, though. Do they, are they on the same page? Like, do they agree with what they're doing, or do they each have their own goals? And they're gonna see if they ever fight against each other again. They have their own goals, but Kenjaku is helping Sukuna with his own goals. I guess you ever had those 
big strong dudes who fought so many people and he comes out on top and then he just have a, mess up with a whole smart maniacal person it's like oh you want a good fight right you want to fight the best of the best of the best give me some time and i'll find you the best of the best so you can like entertain your boredom because so you the know only when- person I, so the only person i could think of right now when you said that it was it was Thorkill and Ashkelon. Yeah, and like Gojo would have been a good contestant for Sukuna if he was in full strength. But you know, why just Gojo? Why do you want to stay the layers within Japan? And from him going to China, like, so what does China have? What Chris sorcerers do they have? Who is their number one? But I can go chocolate because like, are they on the same page still? Because we haven't seen Abu Sukuna reemerge in a long time which we so don't we really don't... need to after shibuya argument he already caused the pain and destruction it's more like it's his own wh- and his own whim does he want to entertain the all right i need to be entertained again i want to fight because remember when, even when he came out he fought with the volcano dude he fought with he killed so many messages he fought with uh, uh fujiguro's uh giant uh guy? thing yeah like he just wants to fight and have fun yeah it seems like he's just he has no other alternative motive he just wants to keep fighting and he wants to prove that come on can i have someone that can actually beat me or there like is a good chance to as i'm willing to put my life and death in this sort of entertainment and fun which is very scary because sukuna can be seen as the human while everybody else is the ant and he is just stepping on people with no with without any remorse and sympathy or anything. He just wants some ant that could at least be as strong as a human and that can match me in fighting strength and everything. And Kenjaku is the most maniacal evil man that can, that can might actually do that. How about instead of one person, how about a whole entire army and group of people? And then maybe I'll let Goju come out and so that he can well, join in too. Well, I'm also still wondering while you're talking, I'm still looking at the page, at the last page, we have a fucking eyeball falling off the sky. What the fuck does that mean, too? So it, it just gives us an idea that this this paper dude has he's an army. He has he's, he has a mob or gangsters oh, yeah, because with, under him. He has goons. He has goons under him because one tried to do a little a little swiper on um on our boy Megumi, but that did not work at all because he literally did a whole pedigree on him, just threw him out the rooftop. So the my brother literally just gone and literally just did a whole like a whole seismic toss like Sam said so it's like I get it but now they're both now they're both serious Megumi is serious to fight and now the paper dude I forgot what's the name they're both serious to fight and see what's the turn of events but the girl we don't see her because she said I will never want to see you again if the Megumi looks strip serious and he's not afraid of killing either because he said it on the last chapter or two chapters ago the Megumi is not afraid to get the 100 points either so if he what's, has to kill, he's willing to kill. What's bad now is the wolf got killed, uh, unfortunately. Remember when, like, the shadow creatures get... Oh, actually, no, no. Okay, still alive. When the shadow creature gets killed, they, they're gone forever, but their power goes into the other uh, Shigigami's power yeah. and that sort of thing. But... And plus the, the wolf... The whole, the whole not the killing thing... One of his favorites. The, no, he's not dead. The wolf's not dead. He's just, uh, you know, yipping because he got stabbed in his mouth and that sort of thing. The only oh, way okay. that uh, Megumi can save him is just go back to my shadow. Um, I'll call you once you fully heal. Like a Pokemon battle. But if, you, if, he, if he dies, he dies. Pokemon battle. Um, uh, that's, how, uh, that's how I see it. Um, 
but thing is like he's now hesitating to kill because remember say if you don't fight to kill you end up dead the reason why he doesn't want to kill is i need your points i i need your points remember the whole i don't have to kill you but i could torture you until you give me all your points and then i kill you and get that five extra points because you're a sorcerer it, it, yeah, a limit, there's, right. a, there's a whole limitation for adding this rule and that's why like you know that's not actually a good thing the whole transferring up on points yeah sure if you meet a group of good people that's willing to donate one point one point one point where okay we get to live for another 17 more days you it's open 19. up with well whatever it doesn't matter you live for 19 more days but what happens in that 19 days is what's going to happen that 19 days uh you're still getting hunted you can't live forever there's only limited supplies of food, water, and everything. You still have to kill to kill. And other people will, and like, if you're, if you're not going to kill you, we're going to have to torture you first so, to you, to give, for you to give me your points, and then I can kill you. Which also entitles to like, okay, I don't have, I can torture you, torture you all you want, and you don't want to give me your points, I'll torture someone else that you can't live without. And that you can be seeing pain until you give me your points. And then I kill you both just to put more points into your pocket. It it, it leaves so much evil intent. Oh, it bad consequence, does. Bad consequences to happen without and money when you have, alone. And when you have these type of sources that have no problem killing and no problem torturing and no problem literally doing whatever they want, they could literally figure shit out and literally tell them like, hey, give me the points and I want to kill you. And literally just say that and literally give the points and boom, you're dead. So literally, so it's taking a lose-lose type of situation. Like this, this helps the good people but this also helps the bad people to do what they want more and more killing and suffering for those insane motherfuckers type of sorcerers too. Exactly. Really, like, if, <sighs> if these guys are willing to kill, you know, torture is just as worse, just as bad. Yeah, it's not that far off either. So like, damn. Because ah, like, remember, they even established, even killing is a type of mercy. But now like, it's like, yeah, now is no longer a mercy. Now is no longer an option because I need your points. Yeah, because now if you're a person that has five points or one point, but the person you're about to kill has 60 points, you can already ask the hey, give me 60 points or give me 55 points and I won't kill you. But then rap, you can just I, kill rap, them and they yeah, get those points. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. Play, uh, the rule says a player can choose to transfer the points. Meaning, like, you can't just kill this guy and you get the points. No, no, the I'm player saying player has that, to be willing no, to. No, 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 what I'm saying is that if that person has 60 points, right? Mm -hmm. That person has five points that wants to kill him. He has to torture that person and tell him, like, look, you just give me those 55 points. You keep five points. You don't have to die. And then what the person could do is accept those 55 points. They kill him and they get the other five points because he just killed a sorcerer. So it literally is still a win-win situation slash lose-lose situation for anybody's perspective. It's, it's mainly whoever had the upper hand that's able to control everything automatically can it's automatically living it doesn't matter even if he doesn't get the 60 points the other person dying you get five points you prolong your life and you're much more closer to make up a new rule for yourself for that 100 you know so even yeah. if people like don't want all these points they could just all right i'll just use my 100 points to make a rule to do this so and so and like you know i saved myself an even worse situation the reason why Fujigumi is after this entire, this man, he's probably the one that had the most points. He's now the new person who has the most points since he's the gang leader of this whole group. He's not a solo player like uh, uh, Hirogumi. Um, um, honestly, yeah, it's only like the survival of the fittest. If you're a solo player that can get all, the, get all these, gather these points all you want easily and you're that OP, 
nobody will be coming to catch you, but he could co- he's the hunter while everybody else is the prey. While the prey can gather up in groups in order for them to protect with each protect each other and that sort of day. Um yeah, I mean I I'm I'm liking the Cullen game a lot because it really does establish different groups where yes, we, weaker people that weaker weak people, weak sorcerers can gather together and prolong their life, but you know. There's only so much you can do when you're a group. You'll have so much more weak spots, more pe- vulnerable people can die. For as a solo person where nobody else has to die, it's just me, myself, and I. And wherever I go, I choose to go. And if I were to kill this person, I just kill it because, it's, you know, it's, it's me, my own survival against everybody else's own survival. So. I'm on the same page because it just sucks that people think that there's a slow arc or it's not as built up as Shibuya. But I like build up. We here, uh, we here on the panel, um, and and our community likes build up and likes the lore and what it can continue adding more the rules, more the aspect, and more of the kind of tournament of power that they're kind of doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm really digging this and the I like more this rules too. they're gonna add. I like it even more because you have these rules. It's because with these rules you get to, like instead of a whole free world like, building world, you can like no limit to anything. But when you're yeah, you're restrained to use what you can within this entire world and this rules and environment. Compared to no rules and no nothing, anything can happen. It's so cluttered. It's so like overwhelming with ideas and overwhelming with things that can and can't happen. And it doesn't like, it, it's too out of control. It's too um, unlimited and everything. It's hard to write anything like that. But when you set yourself all these standards and rules, being able to think outside of the box to work with these rules with you and or, or against you makes a better storytelling and thinking. And at least uh, Gege explains every story and brings yeah. every backstory. He's good at this. He knows how to give you, oh, I understand. For a person who doesn't seem to understand what these rules, I can reread this. Like, okay, I, exp- I understand these rules now. And I appreciate Gege for this. He knows how to write these stories, backstories, and explaining the rules to this world. It's and it's yes, good. for and yes for what Chocolate said, this will be the longest arc of JJK. And two, this arc is taking building within itself. The characters yeah. are taking building the arc. Usually, the villain or usually the heroes um has already built the arc um throughout the time. But technically, during the arc itself, the characters are adding the rules. The people are meeting each other, and they are building more of the rules and restraint, and they're doing the teams. So the arc is building within itself, and that's what I love because. Other arcs that we have seen in, in other type of shonen, it like is already planned out or laid out. This one is taking it folding within itself, and that's what I'm really enjoying. Honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised. I think it would be actually a really cool theory that how Gege writes this. He already has all this established rules, and now he's like, okay, which character will make this rule? Which character that do? How are we gonna get to, to develop? To, how are we gonna maneuver out through there? How are we gonna maneuver out through this rule and they can do that rule? until like last rule and then however many chapters left is how we end the Cullen game. I think that would be a really cool way to like maneuver and like go into that direction of who's going to make this rule? Who's going to make that rule? It would be a I know, good guy, bad guy. Um, I do know John Festa is at the end of this month and they usually do some interviews with some of the mangaka. So hopefully we, um, whoever does the interview this time asks him how, his, how he has been, how has been building the cunning game and how he writes it because i love to know for myself as a creator and everything just to know 
it, like Sam said, like, does he already have the rules planned out, but he just has to see which character is is going to write it down or, like, you know, say it or how... Maneuvering it, everything. And every fight is going to be going up in this That'd be very stuff. interesting. Yeah, that, honestly, that's great. That's actually a really cool idea to write a story, in my opinion. As a story writer oh. myself, I, I think it's a really more fun... This is why I say I don't like to have free writing of I can write whatever I want and restrict it of everything. I, I'm uh, unrestricted of anything. I actually want the rules and what kind of world am I limited to? How can I think outside of the box for it? That's how you write a great story. It's whatever the story that you can, it could be comical, it could be very intense. And it, plus, you don't break it out of the power system. It can like seven daily sense. I'm sorry, just cough. That's a long No, cough. exactly. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like you can cough. also limit the amount of power that's being used and as well as strategy. And if it's not power <laughs> to overwhelm another person who is also overpowered, use their smarts, use the technique, use different strategies. That's the best way of fighting. That's the best like maneuver and writing ever in fight scenes. That's what I think. Better than just muscle brawl fighting and overpower this one overpower on this one be smart about it how you want to fight i definitely agree but we did discuss jjk review and reaction very well very in-depth and do you have any last thoughts because i feel like we cover our review our thoughts and our theories of what overall this chapter gave us and what could come in the next couple of chapters have any last thoughts about that so this paper guy has a lot of a good couple of henchmen i would say and like some that's not overpowered, but just to be used, like the scorpion girl was to be bait other players in to either join me or I kill you for points. As apparently there's one of them where if I drop an eyeball or body part, I can make it explode in front of you, which is a very deadly experience to go through right now. It's definitely it's deadly because you learn having you learn having eyeball, then there's a boom. Because so, it, it doesn't even have to be your own body parts. It could be like, okay, all these victims that we've killed to collect points, you just gave me ammunition to do explosion of everything. Isn't that so much, much worse? It is definitely interesting because this... It's like just to know that the eyeballs is an explosion and just to know that we don't see the building that we're in. So it just shows the panel of birds flying off. So it's definitely nearby, but not close enough to show us the panel of like we know Megumi's not dead, but we know that Megumi something happened. So he either duck or ran or duck somewhere. He, also doesn't, or he didn't have the advantage too, because we could, for all we know, this boss was doing the last kill, you know, just for him to gather points. Yeah. So that yeah, and so it could go whichever way. But overall, this chapter was good. I'm, I was happy to have a conversation with Sam and overall JJK since I haven't had my time to fully dive into the whole discussion of JJK itself. Since I've been gone for a couple of weeks of work. Um, and overall, I can't wait to see what Yuji does next since he got his job done to have the conversation with the judge, aka Higurumi, and to he make just, the he'll new thing. He just needs to find Megumi next because he already found the rules. True. He made the rules. All he, need, he has to go to, to Megumi now. He needs to find a way to regroup with Megumi. And I'm curious to see what, uh, what other characters we get as side characters to come in and join the fight. Or overall, what is Megumi going to do? Is he going to kill or is he gonna kill the girl because he did say that if i see you is... next time i'm gonna kill you no you know that's, that's it, 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 he's serious but at the same time it's a bluff because you don't know if she if she had to if she killed two that means she has points and Mugumi like all right i'll spare your life if you give me all your points it'll be interesting to see but overall guys let's get started about in the chat below of jjk my hero and kaiju number eight and sam since i know that you read more of the chapters today 
do you have a chapter of the week of the first issue of Weekly Shonen Jump of 2022? Um, so, there's the thing. I, I don't know if I could give it. JJK was cool because it gave me a lot of information. Also uh-huh. established Higuruma. How I'm, I can't wait to see him again uh, later, much later within the arc now, because I think this was the best way to. All right, this is this is enough Higuruma. Let's switch to Megumi, write other characters and so on and so forth. It was good. My Hero Academia, I we as from the reaction as we see, I was still shocked with Ayama being revealed as the trailer as the traitor. Same, but at the same time, it wasn't as the most um, overwhelming chapter for me especially when previous chapter oh the ghost girl was a traitor all along and then this following chapter yeah. uh this guy yeah like all right so we knew that they were establishing who the trailer traitor is within 1a um ua and then it's still more training until like the real like shigaraki fight it's just to help prolong before everybody get their own information before we go into the last all-out war being established um i actually do like where the new mangas are coming in with Ay- Ayashiman. That's been pretty fun. It's been comical. It's been I has do, its moments. I do want to read Ayashiman and Doran, the, the Doran, which I'm tired of these fucking D O R names. Doran, so many Doran. Um, yeah. It's been okay. It's been uh, your standard, you know, uh, oh, I, I have, I, you're my pet, but also it's like a weapon. That's also OP, and I'm OP in physical, you are OP in spiritual. Okay, let's do this. We can work together to fight other evil spirit men. Um, I've read this, it feels like you, it feels like you read this, you read this before, you're just like trying to see what's different. What else more can you show me before else? Like, if there's nothing any different, you know, you're in danger of getting axed. And then it's been fun. Um, they're still doing this, doing their own thing with this fight, but it's nothing new. It's, it's it's slowing down for me in a way. So it's Mashal, because you know, that's also kind of in the mud. Yeah, for a lot of people. It's, it's been um, using it's it's been on this arc for so long, and it's also like um not enough about the side characters where it's more interesting enough where you want to fight. Too much more of the villains getting their own story more than the side characters are. Protect me, Shugamura, comical, fun. Um they did the whole Yu-Gi-Oh reference too into that chapter. Sakamoto days, it's the it's it's been good. You know, the whole like, you know, like every once in a while we're gonna choose certain characters that we feel that's popular that's gonna be joining the Sakamoto group and like we'll just develop uh, we'll just continue on to the story. Yeah, I'm behind on um Sakamoto Days, uh Masha, Under Unlock, and uh I think that's about the three ones I really want to catch up on. And Mission's Occur, I just cut up as well. But I I cannot do my chapter of the week because I didn't read too much. But I, I will say my chapter of the week um, before Sam says his is for me my hero. That because I only read Kaiju number eight, my my hero and JJK from the current chapters of the week of Shonen Jump issue number one of twenty twenty two is my hero because you know even though we got the full revealed correction of revealed not the one with our context last week that people want to judge. But I'm happy I had it. I understand where his shoes are coming from or where his late a brightness of happiness in the world because i get it when you're not the same equal brown because trust me i've been there in my life before when you're not the same as others but you have to understand you got to be your own your own person your own shoe you got to walk your own path and at the end of the day you gotta be you because look where you are now you you literally have to choose either have your parents get killed or literally have your friends get killed so 
He's one or the other, my guy. So he's so, in, he's he is in a predicament, that's for sure. But yeah, so Sam, for me, uh, it might it might be Magu Chan mainly because they did a Star Wars reference. What? They did okay. a Star Wars reference. That's pretty that. dope. And that that's pretty funny. cute. It's the like, yo, I am your father kind of re- that. Oh reference. my god, that's adorable. <laughs> that's adorable. But then it was all in fun jokes. And that it's up to chapter seventy. God damn! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Chapters. Oh. They just had their own pop. Uh, they had the whole popularity poll thing, and I'm surprised at who was number one actually. But I'm having fun with Magu-chan. Uh, I love the references. I love the. I love all like all the new story that's coming out. They all have their own, their own small references and that stuff like that. They had a funny, witty uh, take that I understand. So, I, but I would give this chapter of the week to Magu-chan. This it is. Fine. I'm glad. I'm glad that we gave some love to Magu-chan. Um, got a destruction, so it's pretty nice that people um, go, go should check it out. It's on 70 chapters, and me and Robocos on chapter 68. I don't know how, so many questions there. But definitely, uh, let us know down in the comments below of chat. My Hero Academia, Kaiju number eight, and JJK, we got started about it. And let us know what we said about the new slash announcement in the beginning of the video, that what other chapters do you guys, what other series would you guys want us to discuss of we just want to jump. We have Marshall. Well, sorry, not Marshall. Undead Unluck, Mission to Curve Family. One Piece will be down the road, so don't worry about that. Other series you guys want to discuss that would be good for conversation aspect and theories and everything. Please let us know. And on that, guys, like, comment, subscribe. Everything else is down below in the description where you can find us in the links. Um, all social media of myself and Sam and the team is down below. Other than that, guys, see you guys in the next one.